Welcome once again to this videocast on the Creator and the Created. This time we were speaking about the love of God. We spoke last time about God's willing, about the will that exists in God, the will which is a faculty that is finalized by the good or to the good. The good that finally all desire universally, even in God is himself, well, which in God is himself, the supreme good. Both of the intellectual creatures, that is, angels and men, have this insatiable faculty or faculties, the will and the intellect. No particular truth nor any particular good nor all these put together are enough to satisfy the existential and metaphysical hunger for truth and for the good. And that can only be found and identified with God. More specifically, the will is an appetite that desires something outside itself. And will only rest when that is found, when that is present. Certainly joy follows the acquisition of goods, as sphere may follow the danger of their loss. We all hope to attain the goods that we need or desire, and hate anything that opposes their attainment. Yet that which is presupposed in any movement of the appetite of the will in this case, is love. Love is the most basic, in the most basic sense is the essential act of the will. It is the will's movement towards the good. To love is to will the good. We always love the good. Anything that has perfection in conformity with our nature and with its nature. However, to love someone is not limited to the will's movement towards the good desired. To love someone or something means to will its good. This is less difficult to understand when we are speaking about persons, about people. Yet, it may not be clear how one can will the good of a material object. When one says that one loves that human concoction, which is called, or invention, called chocolate, it is easy to explain it why even the especially the spheric sex can love it. But how can it be said that in loving chocolate we also want its good? Chocolate was made, was produced with a specific finality for human consumption. And in eating chocolate, we fulfill this finality. We achieve its end or the good of the chocolate's nature. That is why it is a relative evil to be allergic to chocolate. Not only because we cannot consume it, but it cannot be consumed. It is also an evil to consume it without moderation, in excess. For such a thing will damage our body. Selfishness essentially is not a lack of love for something, but a lack of love towards something 
towards its specific end. That is why in human relations we sometimes hurt those we love, because we only seek the good we can attain from them, and unlike material objects, their end is not exclusively dependent upon fulfilling my needs and desires. The way God loves creatures is not the same way that we love. Our love, no matter how great, cannot, can never impart being or existence. It can only look for the good of the creature according to its nature. Our love is not essentially creative. At best, it can only help conserve a creature in being. God loves all that has being and that exists. In fact, his love of himself is the reason anything exists. Now, we know love wills the good to the beloved. However, God's love imparts existence and and all the accompanying perfections to the creatures that he loves. Differently than in human or in the angelic will, God is not attracted to the good in creatures, but creates the good in creatures. God is perfect goodness and perfect love. He's perfect being. He is perfection himself and loves himself perfectly with all his will. He cannot love anything outside himself. He can, he can only love himself. He cannot love creatures outside of himself. He cannot long for them, nor desire them for themselves. There's no necessity in God to create. In our case, loving only ourselves selfishly is sinful because we are destined to love God in the most excellent manner. He who is love and goodness itself, he who is perfection, he who is being. And if we love ourselves, it is only in the measure and as an essential mean in order to be able to love God. Men, like angels, are the cause of the moral good in the world. But God is the cause, absolutely, of the good of the world. And we will later see specifically in question 44 about how God produces, how God creates creatures. God imparts being, perfection, and goodness to all his creatures, but he does so not equally. He's not an egalitarian in that sense. Excuse me. From different levels of perfection or metaphysical hierarchies in the universe, we can see that God loves his creatures according to the measure of being or perfection. He loves some creatures more than others. That is to say that some creatures, like man, have greater perfection and thus a greater finality in the created universe. Even the most evil man is more loved by God than the cutest and most innocent kitty. Certainly, there is the justice of God, and justice is an expression of his love and goodness. Certainly, God loves the just more than the unjust, 
But those, generally, he most loves are those to whom he has imparted greater metaphysical perfection. Yet God can particularly love some men despite their moral imperfections because they play an important role in man's overall plan of creation and salvation. God loves some men more than others. We see this in sacred scripture. We see this with the patriarchs, with the prophets, with Abraham, with Moses, with David. They are given gifts or perfections which others do not possess. The people of Israel received revelation, a perfection that other people were ignorant about. God loves some creatures more. But this is inasmuch as better creatures have been imparted more good from the divine will. God loves more they who resemble him, or he creates those that he loves to resemble him. Now, it is not the same thing to love someone and to say that this person is your favorite. Favoritism does not really translate well to understand God. It is more of a preference usually based upon human sensibility. God only prefers himself, yet he loves us. A mother of several children, for example, may love her physically or handicapped or mentally handicapped child more than she does her other children. Because objectively, she spends more time with him. There's a greater effort of her will. Her will is greatly engaged in looking for the good of this child. However, she does not have to say that this child is her favorite. But she certainly loves him more than any of the others. We cannot measure the love of God. It is always infinite, but given to us in measure, in the measure of our being. A simple vessel cannot contain the whole ocean, it would burst. God's love overflows the finiteness of man, of all creation. God's love shows itself in his justice and in his mercy. And we will be precisely looking into the justice and mercy of God in our next videocast. Thank you for listening.